Hello, my dear friends. I hope you're doing well. Back at you with another podcast episode today. This time I want to talk briefly. It won't be as long as yesterday's, hopefully. <laughs> I cannot ramble too much. Uh, but I want to talk briefly uh, to you if you are in a state of panic, worry, stress, confusion. If you're just feeling like, I don't know about you, I've definitely felt this the past week, just this sort of mental, emotional exhaustion that comes from the constant updates and the constant, um, the worrying that, if you're just feeling out of funk, if you're feeling confused, if you're feeling less clear than you ever have been, I want to give you some tips here. Because in times like these, clarity and the ability to make good decisions is as important as ever because there's just less room for making mistakes in you know two weeks ago what which what seems like a lifetime ago at this point uh two weeks ago when everything was gravy and everybody was happy and money was flying all over the place people you can make mistakes and you could recover and you could have a long recovery period like you could make massive mistakes in your business and still have a long runway to be able to recover and change your mind um you know i think about uh, as as a pilot um a newly minted pilot but as a pilot i think about uh this concept of giving yourself multiple outs or multiple ways of um saving yourself but also not waiting so long that you have less options than you did 20 minutes ago or 30 minutes ago. We are right now in a situation where you have to make a lot of right moves all in a row. And I don't want to but, you know butter it or 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 tell you anything different. The reality is uh we got to be smart. Now, that's very difficult to do when you are mentally and emotionally compromised, when you're suffering from confusion, fear, anxiety, worry, mental exhaustion, just from the constant updates, and etc. Now, the problem with most Western approaches to stress, which at the core of all of this I think is stress, the problem with the Western idea and approach of stress is that We just think if we can bear through it, if we can just be patient enough, the stress will go away. And not only is that not true from a philosophical standpoint, meaning stress doesn't just disappear, but biologically, um, if you look at the hormone cortisol, which is our stress response hormone, uh, there is evidence that suggests once you turn that thing up, uh, the mechanism which releases cortisol, it's very, very difficult to turn it back down. In some cases, you can never get it back down to where it was before. In other words, the more time you spend in stress, the more difficult it becomes to become unstressed, right? That's why there's things like post-traumatic stress disorder and um, extreme stress fatigue and like all these different things. Uh, So the science is there that stress doesn't just magically disappear. You have to actively fix stress, okay? The best way to think about this is it's just like dieting. You cannot continue to eat pizzas and drink sodas every single night and think to yourself, well, if I just wait, if I just keep doing the same things, but I just wait long enough, eventually I'll lose weight. It's not true. You have to make active, purposeful, mindful adjustments to the habits, behaviors, and things that you're doing now to lose weight. 
It isn't always fun, the things that you have to do. When, if, you've, if your taste buds are used to soda and pizza, eating salad is hard to do. It's not, it's not easy. And I'm speaking from experience here. Like It is not easy to make that adjustment. It's not easy to quit soda. It's, it's very pleasurable to drink soda and you get to the sugar rush and the caffeine and all. So this is the same approach you have to take with stress management. And that's the best way I've ever heard it described. Stress management, not stress relief. When you think about stress relief, I just want to I just want to stop stressing. I just want to be free of stress. It assumes that you have no control. Stress management, however, when you take this approach, and I'll give you some tips here in a second, means that at any point, no matter what is happening externally, you are in control of your stress response. Meaning you can control how you feel regardless of what's going on around you. An example of this is if you are on a very small sailboat in the middle of the ocean, if you are a very good sailor and you are actively you know, working to sail your ship appropriately, even really bad storms you can still control which way you go. You can control the direction that you're headed. Um, The sailor who just sits in their sailboat and does nothing during a storm will be tossed to and fro uh, within the storm, meaning the storm gets to decide where they go. So the first thing to understand about this whole scenario is that you are not only allowed to, You not only are encouraged to, but there is plenty of scientific evidence that suggests you can and ought to manage your stress. And it's important that you do so because over the next couple weeks and months, you cannot make good decisions when you are highly stressed. When you are in stress mode, when you are in reactionary mode, when you are in survival mode, it is very difficult to make good decisions because many of decisions that we look back on and say that was a good one are long-term, non-fear-based decisions. Now, of course, there are exceptions. But for example, when I think about the time that I was, the times times that I was homeless, but really especially that first one when it was really a new experience for me to be homeless and the amount of stress that I was living under. I think of all of the decisions I made during that time and you know, in retrospect, I can see how poor they were, even though it was still me. It was still my intelligence. It was still my like I was still the Mike Shreve that I am now, but what the, the, the thing that made the decisions so poor is that I was stressed. So it's like making decisions through a lens. Um, it's sort of like a filter that makes it difficult to identify opportunities. It makes it difficult to remain hopeful and etc. So we need to actively manage our stress so that we can avoid mistakes over the next couple of weeks. So the first thing is to understand that there are two factors that lead to stress. One is internal. What your coping strategies are inside, the way you think about and approach stress internally, how your mind accepts stress. And then there are the external factors, the things that outside of you are contributing, causing, triggering fear, worry, anxiety, stress. Okay. So 
oftentimes people think that, well, if I just get rid of all of these things in my life, all these external factors, I'll be happy. And that's also not true. You can still be unbelievably stressed with a quote unquote perfect life. And all you have to do, right? I'm sure you have these people in your family. I know I have plenty of them in my family. Life is unbelievably great for them and they still find a way to be stressed out all the time. Like every, you know, they're they've they're basically living like this completely posh life and they're still somehow finding ways to be stressed. And you maybe even have experienced that in your own life. It's the moment where if you've ever sort of been like, "Oh, like you take a moment and you say, I actually feel super grateful today. And you're thinking to yourself, why was I feeling so angry and stressed? Look at all these amazing things that I have. That is actually your internal side sort of waking up and being like, look, externally, things are going really great for us. We need to, you know, we need to kind of work on how we're processing all of this. So understanding that there's two elements that that contribute to stress allows you to then manage both of those elements, right? Now, the goal of stress management isn't even necessarily to relieve stress because stress is a uh, biological response. So there are hormones involved. There are uh, parts of internal and external of which we have no control. So if your goal with stress management is to get rid of stress 100%, uh, one, that's, that's mostly impossible, uh, that's not really realistic, and two, it in some cases isn't necessarily a good thing. So for example, if your business is falling apart right now because all of your clients are local clients and they're all being forced to shut down, not being stressed out about that probably isn't a good thing, right? Because if you're just like, oh yeah, that doesn't matter. I don't care. Laissez-faire. You know, laissez-faire. In two two weeks, two two months, what, however long it takes for your landlord or the mortgage company to realize you don't have any money to pay your house, you're going to be on the streets. So there is some level of stress, which is good. Scientifically, there's something called U-stress. It's, I think, spelled E-U or either U-E. I think it's E-U. Um, and then just stress, how you spell that regularly. It's basically the stress that motivates us. It's a little bit of internal pressure to get us to go um, do something. So again, a complete eradication of stress isn't necessarily a like a positive, uh, much less it being, po- being possible. So what is the goal of stress management? The goal of stress management as a business owner, right? And there's personal sides of it as well. But as a business manager... The goal of stress management is clarity. It's a level-headedness. It's an assurance that, frankly, you are in the right mind, in the right moment, uh, doing what needs to be done uh, to essentially further manage your stress. So, for example, if you did just lose all of your clients, the clarity and level-headedness to get new clients is what will lead to a reduction in stress because one of the external factors at play is all of the money's gone. Now, you have to use internal strategies to get to that moment of clarity, which allows you to make good decisions to fix the external factor, right? So here's how, these are these are all the sort of stress management um, principles at play. All right, so, what are the tools that we actually have? <laughs> How do we balance internal and external? Now, 
I could give you a masterclass on stress management, but here's the deal. You probably don't have time for that. You probably don't have time right now to go through a 50-hour course, right? You need to get stress management under control today. You need to get it under control now because you're in a time where you need to be making decisions now. Decisions about your business, decisions about your loved ones, decisions about decisions as simple as what am I going to do with these kids? <laughs> Like my wife and I were having this like really big conversation that was kind of like a, a fairly stressful conversation of what on earth are we going to do with our kids? My son, he's, he's an, I love my son. He is quite genuinely my best friend. Um, and he is having a hard time being home from school because he's no, normally he's a very introverted child, but he, um, you know, we are learning for the first time, and I think he's learning for the first time, how important, you know, his going to school and getting all of his, um, you know, f- playing with his friends, and, you know, we aren't his friends, we play at a different level, and like, that whole thing is, is causing some stress internally um, within our, with our family of just like, how can we better serve him? And it's like, so again, even if everything's fine for you, and your business is completely not touched, you are very likely experiencing some level of stress right now with everything that's going on. So don't discount your need to uh, manage stress if your business is fine, right? If you don't identify with the fact that some people are completely losing um, all of their client work, it doesn't mean you can't benefit from stress management, especially if you're in the creative field. So if you're a copywriter, if you're a designer, if you're a coach who comes up with like solutions constantly, if you're any of those things, your clarity will lend, uh, well, it will create a better environment for, for creativity. So if you are, I mean, I don't know if you ever try to create something when you're really, really stressed. All you have to do is just think back to the most stressful moment in your life and ask yourself how productive were you? You know, it's 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 a fairly there's there's a definitely a relationship there between high levels of stress and low levels of productivity, um, even if that stress exhausted you, right? It's one of those silly things about productivity where output doesn't necessarily equal like quality. So how much you put into something doesn't necessarily mean you you got something done. Okay, so little bit of a, a side sideways uh, tangent there. Don't discount your need for stress management. All right, there are three ways. So we don't have time for a masterclass. There are three ways that we can get stress at least under control in the beginning process of management. Um, and these are tools that I have learned in my own life um, to manage uh, rather epic levels of stress. So stress from homelessness and etc. cetera. Uh, but also I have been diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder, um, having to do with things that happened when I was a firefighter and then probably compounded from my homelessness and, and things like that. So um, these are tools that I've learned to manage things like post-traumatic stress disorder. So chronic high levels of stress. Um, and I think that they're rather applicable to um, any one who is in a high intensity situation like you might be now. So number one is we need to work on internal. It it starts internal before we go to external. Internally, there are uh, two really good strategies or, or areas of strategy. One is the mind and one is the body. When it comes to mind based strategies for improving the internal stress management capabilities that you have within yourself, mindfulness. Meditation. I've been saying it a hundred times. Um, been saying it for years, and it's because it's a good stress management tool. 
You don't have to get into transcendentalism. You don't have to get into, you don't even have to like do the sitting meditations, right? So oftentimes we think about meditation as sitting down, closing your eyes, thinking of nothing, that, that sort of typical approach to meditation. Go for a walk without headphones in and do it by yourself and just walk for 20 minutes or 10 minutes if where you're living allows you to go out for a walk and make sure you practice social distancing and all of the like follow the guidelines and etc even walking on a treadmill even walking in a circle in your house and then just let your mind relax for a second getting in the habit of doing that. Um, it's called walking meditation. You can go to YouTube. Now's a great time to develop some skills, you guys. Go to YouTube and look up walking meditation. That's a really good meditation. Um, if your meditation is writing things in a journal, that's a form of meditation. If your way of meditation is picking up a guitar and just belting out songs at the top of your lungs, do that. Whatever you can do to get into some sort of meditative state of mind at this point in this juncture where we're not worried about what's the best, we're just worried about what's something I can do, do that thing. You may need to test a few things, but we are sort of in the rough and dirty here. We're not trying to be like the best meditators ever. We're just trying to give ourselves some tools. One of the side benefits of engaging in any of those meditative practices, whether it's writing or doing guitar or walking or anything like that, you're disconnected from external sources and triggers of stress. So again, if all you do is pick up the guitar and, and you know jam for three hours by yourself when all the kids are asleep... I'm not talking from experience. Yes, I am. <laughs> if you just jam for three hours while the kids are asleep, guess what you're not doing for those three hours? Clicking on news articles, checking your stats, you know, rereading emails, etc. Okay, so that's one that you can do, meditation. Um, another one that you can do for the mind is connection. So again, turning everything off and just connecting with someone emotionally. Whether it's a spouse, whether it's, you know, shoot, uh, pick up Zoom and talk to your grandparents and, or, you know, uh, 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 Facebook message someone at the very least. Obviously, if you can do it in person, that's great, but please follow all of the recommendations from the CDC and et cetera, et cetera. Don't be spreading anything that doesn't need to be spread. There's lots of different ways to connect with people emotionally. I highly recommend that you do that. If you have an animal or a pet, there is ample evidence that time spent with pets reduces many of the symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder. So if it's good enough for PTSD, it's good enough for you right now. Spend some time with some pets, okay? Just connect with people. Oftentimes, the stress we feel comes from, whether we've identified it or not, a sense of loneliness, Okay. In other words, the external trigger is exacerbated by the fact that we feel like we're the only ones who have to deal with it at the moment. It's a very odd thing, but it's true. Many people right now are feeling some sense, whether they can identify it or not, that they are solely responsible for fixing coronavirus. They feel a pressure somehow. Right? It's a lie, 
but they still feel it. Meaning it's, it's, it's a lie that the brain tells itself that somehow they're going to have to figure this out all by themselves and not that there are you know, incredible scientists and medical professionals who are helping them and, and you know, are well qualified and are working around the clock. So connect with other people. It'll just, it'll fight back that feeling of loneliness. Next, of course, is the body. So I'm not a scientist. I'm not going to give you any advice on boosting immune systems or anything like that. This advice is fighting against the biological, physiological aspects of stress. One, you have got to go to sleep. I know it is so hard when you are stressed out to go to sleep, but every time you get less sleep than you should, and how much you should get uh, is can be anywhere from between seven and nine hours. Uh, really good book by Matthew Walker called Why We Sleep. I highly recommend that you read it. I saw recently that there's some guy going around saying the amount of sleep you need is not seven to nine hours. It's actually only three or four, and he's a total charlatan, an absolute crackpot. Please do not listen to that guy. Listen to Matt Walker. Listen to other people who actually study the brain and actually have access to um, sleep studies. Don't listen to some like guy trying to sell you some weird coaching program about how you can be super productive on two hours of sleep. That, that is, there is ample evidence that that not only is bad for you psychologically from a stress standpoint, but also biologically, it strips your telomeres, it increases cancer, it increases problems with heart disease, etc., etc. So sleep is critical, okay? Sleep is critical. One of the best explanations of sleep that I've sort of um, ever heard is that sleep is a process to clean your brain. And uh, I really, really like that. So it's not only sort of restorative in the sense of I feel better today, but it's also all that junk I accumulated from a stressful day gets kind of cleaned out. All right, your body really, really, really needs that. There is a reason that torture of various kinds uses sleep deprivation, okay? It, it naturally increases your body's, uh, really your stress response. So little things become very big. They feel bigger than they actually are. Um, and, uh, and, and just sleep. Like, read the book if you have time. If not, just start sleeping better. And encourage those around you to do so as well. Number two, diet. Diet is really important. If your body doesn't feel healthy, it will, it will not process stress very well. Um, I personally recommend fasting if you can, as often as you can. Um, doing something as simple as um, a 16-8. So don't eat for 16 hours, eat for eight hours. Um, that in and of itself, you can often see tremendous benefits. But at the very least, stop using mood enhancers. Okay? So... Managing your stress is very difficult if something else is controlling your mood. So drugs, alcohol, nicotine, and sugar, caffeine as well, those are all mood enhancers. So it changes, some of them completely change your mood entirely, and some of those things change the spectrum within 
the mood that you're able to have. So let me give you an example. Let's just say sugar, which is arguably as bad as any of those, um, including drugs and alcohol. But sugar, um, when you consume a lot of it, you get all sorts of you know good feelings in your brain, good hormones, dopamine, etc. But there is a come down from sugar, just like there's a come down from drugs and alcohol, and from nicotine and from caffeine, meaning you may be flying high one moment, but then you have a crash, the sugar crash, right? If you eat a lot of sugar in the morning, your afternoons are rough. When sugar decides when you feel good and feel bad, if you don't time it perfectly, which very few people do, and you get bad news during your sugar crash, what do you think is going to happen? You will react to that bad news, not in your frame of mind, but in the frame of mind that the sugar crash is telling you that you're supposed to be in right now, right? Because you feel horrible physically. So I'm not saying that you need to go lose weight. I'm not saying you need to, you know, like all of a sudden eat super clean. I'm just saying get rid of right now for the time being everything that enhances your mood because it is making it very difficult for you to manage stress. Okay, so next thing for body is going to be exercise. Even if the exercise is walking, um, we, my family, we have these little, little tiny trampolines. They're very inexpensive and they are very powerful. Move your body. Uh, it helps to dissipate tension that comes from stress. So there's the fight, flight, or flee, sorry, fight, flight, or freeze uh, reaction to stress. Even if the stress is coming from your computer and it's only a stress that happens in your brain, um, your body wants to react to that stress. When it can't react to a stress, it creates more stress. So imagine that you were being physically threatened and your response internally is to flee. But imagine you can't flee. What do you think is going to happen in your brain? It's going to freak out because it's saying, the thing I want to do, I can't do, and this threat is still here. So understand that exercise is a release of the reaction to stress. It will significantly reduce your um, how intense stress feels to you in the moment. I have a, um, a, a punching bag that I have in my garage um, and I have uh, the biggest gloves I possibly can because sometimes I really, I really go after that thing. Whenever I have something in my inbox or from a client, which I feel is like just an intense, stressful experience, like if we lose a client or a client's upset or a client's just really, you know, getting me worked up. I go straight to the punching club, the punching bag. It's become a habit. Why? Because I know I need to, because my response is fight. And I know that from a lot of therapy and internal work and all sorts of stuff with my PTSD. I know that my response to stress is to fight. So I go downstairs and I fight for a second. Instead of trying to crush it down and suppress it, I'm managing the response. Okay? If your response is to freeze, like my wife, let her freeze. I, like, you don't have to like suppress it or force it into something else. If your response to stress is a certain thing, 
manage the response. That's the point of stress management. Okay, lastly here, and this is perhaps the most important um, for a lot of you right now, and it's sort of what I've been talking about this week. Um, So we've talked about mind, we've talked about body, now we need to talk about the external control and controlling your feedback loop. Much of the stress that you are probably feeling right now is imagined meaning it is stress you are future pacing. It is stress that you are perceiving but don't actually have any data for. Now, here's how this happens. You go online, you keep hitting refresh on social media, you keep hitting refresh on whatever homepage, news website that you're looking at, and every time you hit refresh, what happens? New ideas, new scenarios, new possibilities, new worry, new angst starts clouding your mind. So in that scenario, what needs to be managed? Your mind? No, that's not fair, right? Like you can't like fill your food, fill your body with pizza and then get mad at your body that it's get, that it's getting gaining weight. You got to get mad at the pizza, right? <laughs> like stop putting pizza in your body and it won't gain the weight. Um it won't cause the high cholesterol and the etc and etc. Okay. So the same is true with your stress. You can't keep feeding stress and expect to be less stressed. That is silliness. That is um, my son, who's in first grade, knows better than to assume that feeding something and expecting it to not grow is like even a realistic thing. So you have to, you absolutely have to work very hard on managing the feedback loop that you're creating for yourself. Let's say right now that all of your clients are getting mad at you. That's just an example. Am I suggesting that you ignore your clients? Well, no. Unfortunately, part of life is that stressful things are going to have that are they're going to happen and we can't hide our head under the in the sand and expect them to just go away. Again, like I said, the Western idea that you just sort of wait for stress to go away, that's not going to happen. But you don't need to be hitting refresh on your email inbox, just waiting and anticipating the next angry email to come in from your client. Instead, you create a schedule and you manage your exposure to the external feedback loop. So if you... Of angry clients, then you say, okay, I'm going to deal with that from two to four o'clock. And if you, if it bothers you to wait all day and you can't wait all day, then you say, the second I wake up and I go to work at from nine to 11, I'm going to deal with those angry clients. I'm not going to do it before. And I'm not going to do it after. Instead, before I'm going to meditate and after I'm going to exercise because I'm trying to manage that stress event. Now, you say, well, what about things out of your control? What about this coronavirus? What about what the politicians are doing? What about, what about, what about? This is very important because I know many of you who follow me like to stay informed. You pride yourself on being informed. I am not suggesting that you ignore what's going on because there are very important instructions being sent out all of the time. What I am suggesting, however, 
is to manage that feedback and that input in the same way that you would manage angry clients. At nine o'clock, I'm going to check what's going on. And at two o'clock, I will check what's going on. But in between those two times, I'm going to manage my stress. Because checking from 9 a.m. until 2 p.m. just means that from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. I'm not getting anything done. I feel mentally and emotionally exhausted and I didn't get my client work done. So now I've just exacerbated the situation. And I'm so confused and worried and stressed. I don't even know which way's up anymore. And I'm having to make big decisions in my business and I don't know what to do. So it's not about, remember I said earlier, it's not about living a no stress life. It's about managing stress in a realistic way so that you can be smart about what you need to do moving forward. Okay, so those are just a couple of things to think about in terms of managing stress, in terms of controlling your biofeedback loop, in terms of the internal and the external. I hope that they have been useful to you. I can tell you as somebody who suffers from what is essentially chronic high levels of stress, post-traumatic stress disorder, though these things seem very simple, they are incredibly effective. They are effective because they are active. Everything I've told you to do is something you have to do. You don't wait for stress to go away. You have to approach the management of it. Just like if there was a flood in your house, you have to go do something about the flood. You can't always stop the water entirely, unless you can find the shutoff valve or you know something like that, but uh, let's say it's a flood, uh, the river is flooding into your backyard. You may not be able to stop the flow of the river, but you can certainly redirect the water. And you can certainly minimize the damage, right? Now, there's one last thing that's very, very important from a business standpoint that you must be doing more than anything right now, and that is measuring everything. Measure what you're spending your time on. Measure your KPIs. Because a lot of people are saying a lot of things on social media, uh, in the news, um, in Facebook groups, in other courses. Someone might say, ah, Facebook ads don't work anymore. Or someone might say, um, you know, they might say, ah, my clients are firing everybody. Ah, I lost all my money. And the human brain has a tendency to just believe that because it's, it's beneficial to the human mind to believe when a fellow human is warning us against something right? Evolutionarily, that makes sense. Someone in the tribe says there's a lion over there. You don't argue with them. You say, oh crap, there's a lion and you get away. The problem is that we're not facing lions right now. These people aren't actually in our tribe. Some of them aren't even telling the truth. Many of them aren't doing their own measuring. So I sent an email out just recently. A friend of mine almost shut down $450,000 a month in his, in his business because one of his clients got him thinking there was a lion in the business and he wasn't doing his own measuring and he almost shut down his entire income stream. Um, so measure, look at your own data, look at what other people are doing. If that makes you feel good or you feel like you have to, personally, I don't. I don't. Um, meaning 
I don't think it's important what somebody else is doing in their business right now. Uh, Meaning if they say their Facebook ads are broken, that doesn't play into how my Facebook ads are performing. Because at the end of the day, if everybody's Facebook ads are breaking, that still doesn't affect me. Because at the end of the day, I have to figure out how I'm going to get my ads to work. And the only way to do that is to look at what my data is telling me. So now you may think that's an extreme example and you may feel like you need to reach out to other people and that's fine, but just make sure that you're cross-checking everybody else's conclusions in their business with what you are seeing in yours. Remember, the purpose of stress management is for clarity. So get clear. Actively create clarity for yourself by measuring what's actually going on. Measure your open rates, measure your Facebook ads, measure your outreach. So if you've done 100 emails in outreach, um, you need to know what happened to every single one of those emails. If you've done uh, 30 messages on LinkedIn, you need to know what happened to all 30 of those messages. If you've done 10 sales calls this week, you need to know what exactly happened on all of those sales calls. It's not fun. None of this is fun. Stress management is not a pleasure. In the same way that when you first start a diet, it is not fun. (laughs) It's not a pleasure. I love cake. I love soda. I love pizza. But the benefits of a diet, in the same way the benefits of stress management, are a healthier, better way of living. Okay? So... Uh, That's it for today. I tried to make this one shorter. I really did. (laughs) I swear I honestly tried, but it looks like we're about exactly as long as yesterday's. I'm going to get better, y'all, at making these shorter, so I do apologize for that, But um, uh, because I know you've got a lot going on, and and, and I don't want to waste anybody's time here. But uh, one last thing I will say is by the time this goes out, I believe I'm sending this out on Thursday, Friday is the last day to get a um, copy to get April's issue of the Six Figure Newsletter. So for those of you who maybe don't know, the Six Figure Newsletter is simply, um, it's a collection of templates. It's, uh, it's m- myself and my team sharing what's working now for us uh, in our business. So what is it exactly that we are doing to get clients? What is it exactly that we're seeing it's working? What ads are working? What offers are working? What things are working? We also have sections um, in that newsletter talking about, for example, the Wealthy Mind section. The Wealthy Mind is all about, for example, this month's going to be about how do you profit and thrive through a recession? Because it looks pretty much like it's going to be a pretty big recession coming up here. What do you do to survive that? How do you stay financially secure? Um, We do book reviews. We do all sorts of really cool things. Essentially, what the newsletter is, is it's, me taking my business for that month, so for this, so this will be for April, so it's what we did in March, giving it to you, literally sending it to you in the mail. It's a physical newsletter. So you get it in this cool little envelope and you know it's all really cool and you can hold it and highlight it and, and keep it for yourself. Um, and it's what we're doing in our business. And then I just want you to like every month you, so that you subscribe to the newsletter, just take it and apply it to your business. That's the goal. It's, it's like the cheapest way to get coaching from me without paying ridiculous coaching fees. Um, it's copy what we're doing, swipe what we're doing, apply it to your business, get results, 
Um, and we can do that month after month. You can, of course, cancel at any time um, if you want to, but uh, the every single issue, especially over the next couple of months, and probably, I mean, at this point, who knows how long it's going to go on, but the next couple of months are going to be really, really... Um, we're pulling back the curtain and saying, look, this is how we are getting through this um, as a company. And here's how you can copy what we're doing uh, and apply it to your business. Uh, so you just have to go to the nopantsproject.com forward slash newsletter uh, to get that. And um, if you want April's issue, where we're going to be talking about how to get through a session, we're going to be talking about how to get through. Um, I'm also going to give you some skills so for example, if what you used to offer, clients don't want anymore, I've got about 15 skills you can apply to whatever it is you're offering right now that make it so that people will pay for it even in a recession. Um, so that's a big section that we're doing this month. We also have LinkedIn templates and things. If you want that issue of the newsletter, you have to get it by what will be tomorrow by the time you hear this. So by Friday night. Because uh, we have to collect your address so that we can send it to you. And then we send um, our stuff off to the printer and distributor, and they will mail it to your house. Um, so that is the, the nopantsproject.com forward slash newsletters, how you get access to that. My dear friends, I hope that this has been helpful. I forgot how much fun these were for me to do, um, but I want them to be helpful for you. <laughs> so hopefully this has been really, really helpful and insightful for you. It's worth taking a day to calm yourself, to calm your mind, to calm your body, to calm the external surroundings. You may think to yourself, oh, but I'm going to lose a day. No, actually what you will gain is several weeks of clarity um, for that one day of just shutting it all down for a second, resetting yourself, figuring out what's going on, manage the stress, get some clarity, and then start making smart moves moving forward. All right, so that's my advice to you. You will get through this. You're going to be okay. Everyone's going to be okay. We are all, there's the, the big positive that's come out of all of this is a lot of people have showed up to help. And I sincerely believe that in times like this, if a few good people are willing to do a few good things, we're all going to be okay. And I've just seen a lot of people willing to do a lot of good stuff. So I'm feeling confident about the future. I hope you are too. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And I will likely, uh, you'll hear from me maybe one more time this week. So uh, we'll see you then.